Hi everyone, Jack here. Uh, before the episode starts, I just wanted to take a moment to thank some of our patrons for making this whole thing possible. So, thank you to Nicola James, M. Mosin, Samantha Shea, Jonathan Humard, Alti, Morgan Patterson, Theo Hendry, Jace Pastris, Ollie Science, Juno, Jana Loney, Dylan Beauchamp, Aaron Subbo, Iris Newland, Connor Fox, and Adrian Frisbee. Your support means a lot to us. And now, on with the episode. This is what you want to do? I don't really know what else to do. I, I just know recording it will make me feel better. Not like anyone's going to hear it besides you, so. Right. And nothing you say leaves this room. You have my word. Thank you. For that and the uh, microwaved instant coffee. It's only right. To the first thing, the coffee is unrelated. <laughs> This is Dr. Aster Huxley, documenting the experiences of uh, subject V32X regarding recent changes to project number M1342. Please state your full name for the record. Uh, Victor Algernon. Mix Algernon appears to be making a full recovery from their brief coma. There are no signs of brain damage nor physical reactions to extended exposure to the machine's electrical current, though I will continue to monitor for any changes. They have now been consistently awake for at least two hours. Vic, can you please start from what you last remember before becoming comatose? I remember a whole lot of yelling. Yelp trying to keep me awake? I'm not really sure what to call it. It's like I'm asleep, but I can hear everyone talking over me, like astral projection, internally. But you were uh, trying to tell me about Warren, and it was like, you ever heard of the punishment in the 1600s where they crushed people to death with rocks? I'm vaguely familiar. Well, basically, they would take boulders and just keep placing them on people's chests, and the goal was uh, eventually you'd die a very slow, painful death where your bones and organs got crushed by several rocks, obviously. Obviously. Now imagine... Like, you've got all these rocks in your chest, and your bones being crushed, and someone says, Hey, come over here for a second. And now you got to lift all these rocks off your chest and do this one menial task. That's what it felt like. Like I was moving boulders off my chest just to have a conversation. And this was the barrier you were describing during the last conversation you had? Yeah. I think it was anyway. Don't know what else it could be. And this was the last thing you remember? Before... Before I got held hostage in the labyrinth of my own psyche by your engineer? Yeah. Yes. That. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Then I woke up, and it was three days later. Closer to four days, actually. 
Hmm. And do you remember what happened while you were unconscious? Yep. Yeah, I do. Would you like to share your experience? I was... Uh... I was... Did you ever actually read my file? What do you mean? When I first got here, you said that you, uh, you got my full name off my file. When everything went down with Jules, you didn't know anything. I don't quite see how this applies to him. did you read it? No. I just looked over your medical history. Everything else about you and Jules, it wasn't my right to see it. It didn't feel like it was my right. Then you don't know why I'm here. No, I do not. Your sentence is your business. Well, you need to know for any of this to make any sense. What are you doing? Need to remind you you're still under medical observation. There are tapes in it, right? What? In in my file? I know they're supposed to be in here. I saw them in the folder on the first day. Vic, I... What are you trying to do? Pastor didn't even rewind them. Victor, what are these tapes for? Private recordings from Nemazine. When I worked there as a security guard, they were used as evidence when I was arrested. Thoughts on the color? Uh, kinda looks the same as the last color you were wearing to me. Well, for your information, the last shade was cardinal red. This one's red and lively. Picked it up from the department store before we left. We may be moving to a prison, Roger, but that doesn't mean we have to live like prisoners. Uh-huh. If I didn't know any better, I might say you didn't care. Never really took to color theory. Hmm. Perhaps you'd change your tune if you tried a decent shade sometime. You look like something of an autumn to me. Hmm. Clarence, I'll have to get back to you. We're docking now. I can assure you, this little situation will be handled. I am a capable manager. Don't you worry your pretty little head, all right? All right. Bye-bye now. What was he on about this time? Oh, the same lecture as before we left. Clary's always got his drawers in a bunch. Sometimes it's just best to shut him up. Shall we? Ladies first. And you're sure it's okay if I- Just play the tape, Doc. This recording has been retrieved, courtesy of the Memazine Corporation. Recording start. So, is being a security guard like the greatest passion of your life, or was it just something you stumbled into, you know? Did you dream of sitting in front of a dingy cell all day as a child? Do you wish for this job upon a star? Pray for it at church? We're not supposed to be talking right now. You know that, right? But you're so fun to talk to. Anyone ever tell you that? Not usually something people mention, no. What exactly are you trying to get at anyway? Well, Asking you to listen to me rehearse my lines is probably getting old by now, so I was really hoping if I prodded you enough, you'd spill your entire life story or something. What? Staring at a blank wall isn't enough for you? Nope. (sighs) Evie. Uh, What? My name is Evie. Evie Wells. Yeah, I already knew that. I know, but this is usually the part where you, guy who walks me around all day, tells me your name, so I don't have to call you guy who walks me around all day. Uh, Vic? 
You don't have a last name? You were just popped out of the womb like that? Just Vic? Yep. You from around here, just Vic? Nope. You? Nope. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's actually from here. They posted job ads up and down the entire East Coast. Damn, that's a lot of guards. And since you gotta know so bad, I needed the money. Running a family auto shop in the middle of the boonies wasn't pulling in the money anymore. So you became a narc. So I took the job that paid my bills. Not just that. It's an above-ground job in the city with goddamn health insurance. Narc thing is... It beats the basements, you know? Sure. I'm not even supposed to be talking to you. I should report that this even happened. <laughs> I don't think you will, though. Oh, yeah? And why is that? Because otherwise you would have stopped talking two and a half minutes ago when you said it the first time. <laughs> it's Algernon, by the way. My last name? Yeah, I already knew that. How? Heard one of the other guys talking to you earlier. You all do the tough guy, last name only thing. How's it going, Algernon? <laughs> so what exactly was the point of all this? Don't know. Wanted to hear you say it yourself, I guess. Cut! We're going again! You don't even air these during primetime. How many takes do you need? It's done when we say it's done. Then your girl can be released and go back to her cell. Her knees have been buckling for three takes straight. Which is why we need another take. Now are you gonna stand there and waste my time some more, or what? Fifteen seconds! Have sleepless nights been getting the better of your skin? Laconia Beauty is here for you and you're tired. 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 Uh... Evie? Evie! Evie, I'm gonna need you to respond to me. It's, it's the damn heels they're making me wear. Can you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I heard you the first time. My head feels like it's running laps right now, so if you wouldn't mind taking a step back... Sorry, uh, think you can stand? <sighs> right, sorry. Uh, again, uh, I'll just carry you. Give me your arm. <sighs> Didn't know you were the strong and silent type. You need medical help. To do what? Give me an ice pack and a juice box and send me back out there? <laughs> no. Just let me lay here a bit longer, then I'll get up and we'll keep going and everything will be just hunky-dory. And what the hell am I supposed to do? The same thing you always do, Vic. You play nice, you watch, and then we do it all again tomorrow. Roger, dear, with all due respect, can you move any slower? We have a schedule here. <clears throat> You'd think for all the innovation we have nowadays, we'd be able to get wheels on a suitcase. Well, it was awfully gentlemanlike of you to offer to carry my bag. I'll remember that, so your struggle isn't for naught. Oh, hooray for me. If you don't trust your own strength, I can always take it back. Move the process along.
Don't patronize me. Roger, I would never. You're practically the modern-day Adonis. <laughs> Excuse me? Oh, hello! Perhaps you can give us a bit of direction. This place is a bit of a labyrinth. It's absolutely dizzying. Aren't you dizzy, Roger? Oh, ever since takeoff, ma'am. You're new. What are you here for? Because if you're prisoners... We're not. Okay. Good. So I don't have to find someone to tase you then? I was actually called for, you see. I'm looking for the lab of one, uh, Dr. Aster Huxley. Would you happen to know where that is? Yes, I do. I would be happy to show you. Oh, fabulous. Thank you for your help. Um, Mildred Cavendish. Millie to my friends. Millie, lovely to meet you. <clears throat> Don't wait up or anything. Nope. I've got this one under control. See you at the lab! We don't... We don't have to keep listening. I know how hard it can be to have memories thrown back in your face. Oh, do you? I... That's not what I meant. I... (laughs) I, I'm joking. I'm fine, really. Let's keep going. I'll just take those off your hands now. That is the third goddamn time you've won. You didn't want to play gin rummy. And you'd probably win that game too, you monster. Seriously, how do you keep doing that? Look. And also keeping track of each card's appearance in the deck. (gasps) Hustler! It's not hustling to know how many of each card are in the deck. You said you haven't played this game in a while. Doesn't mean I forgot how to count to 52. You tell me, Scammer. Next thing you know, extra cards are going to be sliding out of your sleeves. When would I have time to do that? I don't know. You're the cheater. You tell me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, How's your face? Better. And I don't think they're going to be using me as their guinea pig anymore, either. Just their spokeswoman. They had to change their entire production schedule because their makeup couldn't hide the hives when photographed. Jesus. Yeah, well, count my blessings. Uh, It means I don't have to actually try their stupid products anymore. mm -hmm. They have to find someone they aren't holding hostage to test their shit on. I hope it drives those bastards crazy. Evie, I, I don't know. It's getting a lot harder to watch this shit. Then leave. What? No, um... If it's so hard for you, then just go. Get a new job, or transfer to a different building or something. It's that simple. It's not what I meant. Then what did you mean, Vic? What else could you have possibly meant? The only person locking you up here is you. You know that. I'm not going to just leave. Because of the money. Because I can't just pretend none of this ever happened. I don't want to watch anymore. I can't just watch anymore. But but goddammit, I don't know what else to do. What are you? What the hell are you supposed to be doing? I, I mean, we could always bust out if you're up for it. Don't be funny right now, Evie. I'm not being funny. It's a big country. Hell, it's a big world. You could take the night shift and just so happen to drop that little release key of yours by the door. Then we could go someplace where my face isn't. Will you quit talking like that? Someone's going to hear you. Someone besides you? Right. So you're interested. If you weren't, you'd be running straight to the warden, wouldn't you, you little snitch? I I just... I'm serious. You don't want it to be like this? You don't want to leave? Fine. You have to decide how you want to live with that. I'm just offering a suggestion. 
Fine. Fine? Fine, I will think about it. Far away from here, and not in the presence of others. All right, smart guy. I mean it. I know. Maybe it's just because you're a stubborn dumbass, but I know you'll keep your word. Gee, thanks. Hey, I meant it as a compliment. End of recording. What happened after that, I mean? I said I would do it. She believed we could do it because she was just a kid. Barely 20 and idealistic. That's what landed her there in the first place. She was leading some group of basement kids striking against the working conditions at Nemazion. And she left too much of a paper trail, I guess. I see. And they... Turned her into a spokesperson for one of their brands. They threw it in as part of the sentence at the end of her trial. I'm not too sure about the details. The escape? Backfired. I don't know what happened to her. Oh. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, the whole time, I was stuck in my head, and it was just me and her, and it was me watching, and her getting put through hell, and I couldn't look away. I couldn't back then, and I couldn't now. Why? I mean, you could have transferred. Why do you watch a train wreck? Because you have to. It's the same reason you do a failed experiment again, Hux. You hope that maybe the result will be different this time. Did she... I don't know. I never found out. I haven't been in the outside world so long, I couldn't check even if I wanted to. And no one would tell me a damn thing during the trial, so... I'm sorry. I don't think I'll ever really forgive myself. But after watching the lowest moments of my life for the past four days straight, I think I did what I thought was right. And I, uh... I feel like I haven't really done that in a long time. I don't think... I don't think I've really been a person for a long time, and I don't really know when I decided I needed to be one again. But I could have just given up and died, you know? When I was under, I really think I could have, and I chose not to. That's gotta count for something. I just gotta figure out what to do with that now. Sorry, I, I just realized I kind of derailed the entire point of this whole thing. No, what you told me is fine. More than fine. And you didn't have to. Thank you. Just, um, don't mention anything to Jules about the security guard thing. Not yet. I need to tell her myself. You might have to wait a while. They took her away to solitary confinement. What? Why? She was... She was waiting for you. I'm sorry. I, I tried to stop them. Where are you going? Where do you think I'm going? I'm getting Jules. When they see you, they'll just take you back to your cell. And we still don't know what damage you've sustained from the coma. I'd like to keep you here a while longer. I'm walking and I'm talking, aren't I? Jules would not want you to stay here and help. Oh, what a charming little lab. A bit cramped, but even better than I could have hoped, really. Who are you? What are you doing in my lab? Mildred, who are these people? Ooh, I've heard about you. You must be the infamous Dr. Huxley. You sound just like you did Can I help you? I read a few of your papers on the way here, you know. Don't understand a lick of neurology. I work in weapons development. I'm more concerned with exploding brains than studying them, but fascinating stuff. Ma'am, I will only repeat myself one more time. Who are you? 
And what are you doing in my lab? Oh, I'm sorry. I think we've gotten off a bit on the wrong foot here, Doctor. Lucille Calvin, you can call me Lucy. That man back there is my fabulous engineer, Roger Morris. We're representatives from the Jessia Corporation and, well, to be quite forward with you, I'm here because I've heard an awful lot about this mind-reading business. Shit. Today's episode was written by Stanford Blue. It featured Leland Heed as Victor Algernon, Varys Zima as Aster Huxley, Serena Johnston as Evie, Finn Carter as Roger Morris, Noelle Salisbury as Lucy Calvin, and Artemis Jack Gonstrov as Mildred Cavendish. Our editor is Stoker Leopold, and our music is by Sloan Van Dyke. If you like what we do here and want to follow us on social media or support us on Patreon, all of the information will be linked below. Thank you for listening. <laughs>